Welcome to the Just Josh Podcast. Who the fuck is this guy? Hey, who the fuck are you? Huh? Who the fuck are you? This whole thing is a little weird. Ah, never yet fear, laddie box. What's going on, Bobby? Shit, man. Just hanging out. Got the Christmas decorations taken down today. I got the little dude all bat- bathed and in bed. And uh, now I got time to talk to you guys and rip on this neat little uh, neat little pen. It's dad yeah. time. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate you coming on. I know you're very busy and the, and the kid and everything. Have you met Robbie before? Have we met before, Robbie? We, I'm so uh, bad with stuff we, like that. Probably, no, it's maybe. all good. No, it's all good. We have met before. Um, I, I used to work for Ballyhoo and I was mixing them. And the first time I saw you guys, it was, we played this, um, wine, wine orchard place with bad fish. Oh it was, yeah. yeah it was oh, like up in New York. I was there too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, was, I totally forgot. Yeah, you. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I, was like, I think I shaved a couple guys heads that day, but just, just the middle to make I, them look like I, old men. Yeah. Or, I think yeah. I kind of, I think I kind of remember that. Yeah. yeah. Our trumpet player and our buddy Tony yeah. was from that yeah, area. That, yeah. Was, that was a cool day. I remember that day. That was that was a fun day. I, I like that place. That's a cool winery, man. There's it really cool, was uh, like where they had all like the hospitality for artists and everything. It was like mm-hmm. uh had that like lake back there. You could just go sit on that big ass porch and just hang out, smoke a blunt, chill, eat some cheese. Like yeah. it was really cool. Yeah, honestly, uh, you know, wine 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 orchards should like really get more on that with having live shows at their uh, at their place. You know, it's a perfect. Sp- it was a perfect spot. You know, have, really, like it was show. good. There's yeah. another one around there that we've done before, uh, the Willow Creek Winery, and I think the only two wineries we've really played are like within 30 minutes of each other by Buffalo. Yeah, I, I did one uh, uh, in Napa with Pepper in Napa Valley in California. That was pretty awesome. It was beautiful. I bet that yeah. was fun. Yeah. Was cool. yeah, yeah, you guys are kind of like family because you you work with. Now, is your new album? Are you guys doing that through Ineffable? Yeah, we've uh, we've done prior to this one. We did like one al- full length album and uh, the Flower Renaissance EP. Mm-hmm. Both came out through Ineffable, um, but they were just kind of like putting the music out at that point. So uh, now we're like under their management umbrella and everything. And they had a uh, they had a lot heavier of a hand in uh, just helping with this album and giving their input on what we were doing, uh, helping us land the features we had on it and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Much more so uh, than before. Cause you know, we were just, we were putting music out through them, but we weren't like on the, under the management umbrella. So now mm-hmm. that we're like, uh, you know, just a closer part of the family and everything, they were just really, uh, really involved uh, with a lot of it. And I think it definitely made for a better album. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of great features on here too. Swayze, Devin, the dude, yeah, I used to listen to Swayze back in high school, and yeah. like, I I just never would have thought like like Devin the dude too, but it's like that makes more sense just because he's like the like you know that stoner dude and shit. And for some reason, like that mm-hmm. just like that pop Swayze thing was like I just never would have thought we would have ended up doing it. And maybe it made more sense to other people than like not that it didn't make sense. I was just oh shit, Swayze, sweet, that's really fucking cool. Like I used to get high as fuck to this guy's music. This is awesome. Yeah, I, I did see some comments like uh, some of the fans because they're used to some of the stuff you've done in the past with mm-hmm. this new album, you know, with all the features and stuff. It was definitely a different direction, maybe not even a direction, but just a, a different vibe. And I love it, man. I, I mean, it's a great album. I was bumping it all today. 
Thanks, man. Uh, I was really stoked. Uh, we we tried to make it uh, different. Uh, I mean, we kind of try to make every album we do different. Mm-hmm. If you were to like listen to one to one to one, you could definitely hear a, a difference in the progression of like what we do. At least I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think very much everything we've done is like the same components, just rearranged differently. Mm-hmm. So I could I could totally like music nerd out and be like, oh well, like this song I use these ideas from this song I did like on this album that came from this song I did on this album like trace it back as far as like all these like little things that we do to assemble a song but uh this particular album wasn't rushed like all of our other ones and we weren't like trying to cram writing our parts and then not discussing our parts with each other just like banging it out of practice getting in there and recording really fast and being pressured and being on the road all the time and so it was really uh this album we just like the, the chunk of the writing for it was just like six weeks in the summertime. We would just show up to the studio in the morning and not really have a plan. And we just go in there and be like, all right, here's the idea folder. Like, let's just, let's just pull something out and see what feels right today. And it was just like this really easy going, lax, organic. We weren't on tour because of the COVID and everything. So uh, it was like, Oh, I haven't been spending every waking moment with you guys forever. Like, it's yeah. good to see you actually want to hang out. Yeah. So is, I, just, uh, I think the energy between us is better too. Mm-hmm. And uh, our producer uh, worked with the new producer on this one. And I mean, we've all been friends with him forever. Uh, James, they've been several since they were like, you know, like 13 or 14 or something. So it was cool to come full circle and have him as our producer. But he also cool. brought out a lot of that new um, element to it, I think. Uh, he had a lot to do with the low end on it. And I think it had a lot to do with just getting the best out of us individually as far as like our performances on the album go. That's really cool. Yeah, to be, to be able to come full circle and bring the homies along. But when we were talking before about the, uh, you know, the the change of sound, I just think it, I always find it funny when like I'll see someone comment like, oh, it's so different. I'm like, well, yeah, that's the point. Like I, they should all sound different. Like you it's can't. A, it's a new album. I mean, I, I get why they yeah, say I don't want to write this same one twice. Like, what fun is that, man? Yeah. It's just, but I, it, I, you know, we're always trying to do something a little newer mm-hmm. and just, you know, add something else. Like, what have we not done before? What have we not experimented with? And what are we, how are we feeling right now? You know, I think mood and environment, uh, what you're going through in your personal lives, like all of that absolutely affects the outcome of any art we put out. So it was, uh, it was just, it's a timestamp of where all of us were in our lives. Just like mm-hmm. the album, the EP that we put out before that was a much, much more depressing lo-fi jazz rap sounding timestamp of our lives and uh you know and the next one will be wherever we're at coming up i know we're already starting to kind of like work on stuff i was laying down to some like demo keyboard stuff to send over to matt earlier just to just to get the ball rolling and just like you know start playing with whatever it is we're going to do next and i don't you know it might sound like the last one it might not i have really no idea until we make it but it'll sound like us i can promise that much Yeah, you guys definitely have a distinct sound. We got to tour together. That was one of the first uh, full lengths I did just because I was always in school or like the backup and I uh, had a lot of fun with you guys, bumping uglies and you guys. And that was, you, a, that was a good bill, man. That was dude. such a blast to just every day hanging out with everybody. Like that was mm-hmm. a good, fun tour, man. Yeah, actually, I think I have a picture here from it. Let me see. I think I got some of the merch guys. Yeah, this was it, I think, with Vinny. I actually have Vinny coming on, too. Vinny's going to come on. And, uh, oh, hell yeah. Point, so. Vinny's the boy, man. He's, he's like, stepped up as far as, like, the climbing the ladder and whatever mm-hmm. weird, twacked-out business we've created ourselves. Yeah. But he's, uh, 
he's running the online store from home. So it's like, it's cool to see like just getting to that point where it's just like, I remember traveling with that dude in the school bus that had no air conditioning, no heat, just like roughing it, like playing on the street in Chicago because we didn't have shows for three days and had to find a way to make some kind of money. And mm-hmm. it's like, not, now we're at a point where it's just like, my boy can just still be a part of this from home and be able to do something that fits in with his life more, but still be a part of what we've spent years creating together and everything. And, and he has been such a big part of like, all of the process getting to this point it's like yeah you know set setting up the stuff making sure we're getting paid Mm -hmm. making sure we're where we need to be on time like for years it was like he was he was right up there in the shit with us just like uh you know there's music videos and shit you'll see Vinny in because it's just like Vinny was like the extra (laughs) band member and uh and and now he gets to like you know do the do the online thing it's cool to see uh and i'm just i'm happy for that dude i'm glad you're having him on yeah, no, shout out to Merch Guy Merch. He's doing a lot of stuff, helping out a lot of bands as well uh, during this time by uh, promoting. He's good at it. How do you guys get on that with him? Like, mm-hmm. he made a good move. That guy is, he's, I'm happy with him. Yeah, dude, I like him and Justin just, uh, you know, are just two solid dudes. I, I love had, Justin, man. I had such a good time with them. Very genuine people. <coughs> Actually, Vinny, after that tour, he hooked me up with, um, with uh, your, uh, why am I blanking? Uh, the festival that you guys do, uh, Freak Stomp. Oh, Freak Stomp. Yeah. And, uh, man, I can't tell you how great a festival that was. It was professional. It was well put together. The vibe was good. I'm telling you, I had more fun at, at that festival than I did where I'm paying like three, four $400. It was such a good time. It was. Hell yeah, man. Really... That's, that's what we aim for. We're always. It was going to be even better last summer, but know. You know, nobody got uh, to have festivals last summer. So I was uh, the guy we partner with to put on the festival. I was like in his ear. We were out in uh, Vegas for all the 311 shit right before it blew. And I remember being in a hotel room in Vegas with him just like, Jim, we already have to have the fire department there. Yeah. Let me have pyro on stage. Dude. Just come <laughs> on. Like, let me just like, just four, just like four simple ones. And just like, let's blow them off at the beginning, blow them off once in the middle, blow them off the big finale. Just like, yeah. come on, bro. Let me have fire. We're already paying for the fireman to be here. And yeah. he wouldn't give me a straight answer because for some <laughs> reason they don't want me to play with fire. I guess it's dangerous. I <laughs> Can't have any fun anymore, man. Can't, you know. I know. Oh, dude, trust me. I'm not giving up on it. I'm just I, like we can't even entertain I mean, Jim, the crowd. Fire, buddy, fire! It's <laughs> people would love it. Who doesn't love pyrotechnics at a concert? Oh, it's always great. Like now, it's it's, it's all the fog machine and stuff, and it's like, where's the fire? Nah, you I know? want fire, dude. Yeah, me too. Fire. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, some bands they just like, like even if they're not allowed to have fire, they'll just pay the fine. They'll be like, no, we're gonna have fire, so we're just gonna pay the fine. See, and if we had to do that, I would definitely get told no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, but I don't know, you know, because like I remember the early days of, and I'm probably the only guy in my band who even likes Motley Crue, but I remember the early like Motley Crue stories out here. Like those dudes would be in like <sighs> tiny ass LA clubs, and they would be doing all like the crazy fireworks, crazy like, shit. Fuck. But you did, can't do stuff. You can't get away with the shit you could get away with in the '80s. I hear stories oh, of people oh, getting away yeah. with stuff in the '80s. I'm like, how did you even like think to like do like I? no way you could get away with some of the shit people do and it was just normal i'm just so many things you could just do whatever the hell you wanted i'm just like there's so many rules now man especially in hollywood you could do like i couldn't imagine like being in the 80s with motley Crue in the heyday 
Like at whiskey. I mean, yeah. half of those people are either dead or I'm surprised they haven't died. Did you ever see the Motley Crue biography? Yeah, they we're, just did with we're, MGK. We're Kelly plays Tommy Lee and shit. It was all right. It was, yeah, it was all right. I actually, I I'll, give, it. I'll give MGK props for his acting. It was pretty good. good. I mean, he's not a great actor, but like, you know, he's, it was but good. But he was a great Tommy Lee. Like, so as far good. as like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to play Tommy Lee and convince me that you're Tommy Lee. And yeah. you did a really good job of convincing really good me that job. Like, you acted just like Tommy Lee. Yep. I remember when that dude had that. You guys ever watched that? I don't know. It was probably like 15 years ago. There was like, it was like Tommy Lee goes to college or some shit on NBC. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was doing reality TV for yeah. a little bit. There. Well, I know he had the thing on MTV for a while with Pam, like back in the day, right? Yeah. He had that. The, like and, the um, love one. Yeah. And he did, he did the goes to college and he, he, he's put out a bunch of his own singles and stuff. Um, he's always doing something. He's, he does like some like production stuff. Like he was always into like like electronic music, even in the nineties and shit. Yeah. Tommy Land was the mm-hmm. first rock star Tommy about Land, yeah. ever read. And it is it is kind of a letdown to grow up and realize that like one of my heroes from being like a 13, 14 year like, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life is like kind of a piece of shit. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, just, he's a huge piece of shit. That's okay. It's just like, man, like that's just <sighs> I need I need to look up for better guys. The Incubus guys haven't let me down though. Those dudes all seem to be uh, yeah. solid solid human beings. So, Wh- you know, which you guys? Can, you can count Incubus. on some of your heroes. Incubus. Oh. I've never met Incubus, oh, but they. My God. I have not been let down by any like just like man, you did what? They probably wait. All, you did what? They probably all You're like kidding. do yoga and meditate and write poetry and like just <laughs> very chill incense everywhere like that type of vibe. That's the vibe I get from them. So. Well, Dude, totally. I mean, shit. Brandon Boyd does a lot of. Uh, like paint like his own like artwork and like paintings and stuff like yeah. that, that yeah, like, i love him like, i love his work he's him he's and not. um brendan yuri are probably my two favorite singers or artists that i would love to be able to kind of sing like i've told this story before but i'll tell it again since we're talking about it incubus is one of my favorite is it up there i guess you can see it in there oh yeah, yeah we right it. up there left and um they're one of my favorite bands and we were just on tour with uh Feyuka and article last year and oh, yeah. I happened, like, before I knew I was doing that tour, I had bought Incubus tickets for Radio City, and it was 20 years of Make Yourself. So I was super, <sighs> super excited about that. And it was, like, the second day of tour. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to pull this off. Like, I, that's such, you know, as a crew member, you're like, I can't bounce on tour, like, the second day. But it just happened. We had just happened. We had a day off. So it worked out. And the guys are totally cool. They're like, as long as you're back in Colorado, go for it. So I literally, me and Alex, we left the show. We got a hotel for like two hours and slept for like two hours. Then we went to the airport at like four in the morning or five in the morning. He flew to Maryland. I flew to New York, saw Incubus. It was amazing. Probably one of my top five concerts I've ever seen. I flew back that same night and landed in Colorado like at like 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. and like waited for them to open up the venue. I was there like eight hours before the band, but it was totally worth it. That sounds totally worth it, man. I've I've seen them live any chance I get, and I actually missed that tour coming through Ohio because I was on tour. Yeah. And But I'd seen them probably like four or five previous times they'd come through the state, and it's every time I'm just like, man, this is just – you guys are all just individually so good and collectively even better and – they, even some of their like uh the side a of trust fall when that came out i saw them around that time and there were songs in there that like when i heard them come out i was just like like makeout party was one where i heard the track and i was like mm-hmm. yeah 
like I love Incubus, but don't know if I'm like a huge fan of this track. And then they played the track live, and I was just like, "Yes, oh man, was this that like was that the album where they had promises, promises on it and stuff like that?" that no, no, that was uh, Trust Fall is an EP that came out after that. Uh, oh, okay, that was, um, okay, yeah. What the hell was the name of that album? If if not, if not now, now when? when that was that's my favorite album of theirs. That's when I like really started listening to them. Really? Yeah. Like because when that album came out, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna dig in." You know. I, I was always fungus like I, I got into him when I was super young and he was probably not that much older because like I'm pretty sure they got signed when he was like 14 like 15 or 16 like, yeah fungus crazy. and fungus was when they were like 15 yeah. 16 years old it's crazy and that's such a good album still but I remember a lot of fans were kind of poo-pooing the uh if not now when anything because it a was lot of- softer but dude those are some it's of great. the Best songs live in the company of wolves, like is you my said. Favorite. Like you hear it, dude. That like, is eh. such a Pink Floyd sounding, that, and that's exactly what like... they. That's exactly what they went for. They wanted that first half to be like Pink Floyd, and then boom, we're gonna completely change it on you with like the low, like vibey, you know, dark, whatever they do afterwards. You know, great song. Yeah, it was just like that. That whole that ah, the way he yeah. sings it and mm-hmm. the bassline going oh, on, yeah. and oh, yeah. it's. And dude, what a, oh man, when they play that song live, he puts this crazy like tribal mask on or something. Yeah, shit. and he has a drum. Yeah, I've yeah, never seen man. him live. I gotta see him live. Really? Yeah, they're oh they're so good. You yeah, gotta do it. You're gonna do it once and you'll be like, I need to see him live every time I ever Well, dude, yeah, we could have seen him this ever. summer with three eleven. Bro, I mean what a no. stacked show. I, I wanted to see that so bad. That I've been waiting since I was moment. a kid. Are they gonna that lineup will come back though? I mean they're gonna Well, I don't try know. It again, it's right? gonna be hard. Well see the only reason I think it worked out is because Live Nation did it and are able to carry those two type of bands. Oh, Whereas I, I don't think three eleven doing their own tours would be able to have Incubus because they'd have to pay them too much. You know? Yeah, like, but I mean and come back so what i heard i thought maybe they would just reschedule it for next summer and what i heard is they're not like that because of covid since it was out of their control the three tour deal they had with live nation to do offspring is is over so they don't have to do it so i guess they're not and that sucks should have could have would have i hope they gotta bring it back what they should do is reschedule the tour and just have us open for them yes i yes (laughs) thank you incubus if you're listening I one hundred. Uh, I one hundred percent agree. One hundred percent agree. You guys probably would be a good fit too. Dude, you guys would be a great fit. Yeah, great fit for that. We, I mean, three eleven's given. A, we owe a lot to those guys. Like just the opportunities they put us on. Uh, their manager, Peter mm-hmm. Peter Asler, is just like he's taking such good care of us. Anytime that we've done anything with them, and and they have like just like the most like just really like well-oiled machine like hard-working crew pleasant people to be around and just like those guys are awesome and i think we owe a lot to them to as far as like where we are right now like the being on the cruise being being in vegas before the pandemic hit that was nuts man. dude that was Going a lot of from, fun man i didn't even get to see you that that weekend that was a wild uh, it, that started yeah. for us in reno we played in the theater with them in reno and uh it was like in a casino, there was a theater and there was a nightclub next to the theater. And the theater gave us a table at the nightclub just because we were playing. So that's awesome. Genuine happened to be playing in the nightclub. Oh, and, really? And that was the beginning of the like, James ended up twerking on a table. They gave us a bottle of Sky. We were drinking Sky <laughs> and orange juice. And just like, but then we went hard for like five days after that because we went to Vegas and we'd been on tour for seven weeks and we finally made it to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Didn't even really, really realize like 
it was right on the edge of just like people were starting to kind of give a shit about the coronavirus. Yeah. So it was like, getting, as we were there, just yeah. all just like, man, I'm in Vegas for five days and it was awesome and crazy. And then just like come home to like everything being stopped. And that was also one of the best 311 days I've ever been to musically, too. Oh, so good, man. So Even good. the countdown before they started playing was freaking awesome. Dope. Yeah, that was like a show in itself. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I actually got this. I, I wore my Tropidelic hoodie, and I got one of these 3D figurines made of me. Oh, no shit. It's crazy. That's dope. <laughs> I, think, I actually think Matt might have posted a picture on your uh, Tropidelic page, but uh, yeah. So you guys are ever immortalized on my desk, which is super dude. Dope. Hell yeah, that's cool. We're on an action figure. Well, here's the thing. I want anytime I had a guest in, I would love to just get a 3D action figure of them made and then send it to them, like you know, as a gift. And I tried to reach out to the company and they wouldn't do it. How? Ah, it's weak. Yeah, I was like, I know we can't do it in person, but like, there's got to be a way we can send pictures and you can have people render it 3D, like. If right. we get like a front, a side, and a back, like yeah. you've got to be able to somehow figure out a way to do it. But maybe one day, dude. One day. So the reason that we actually kind of linked up and started to get you on this podcast was because we were talking about Mandalorian online and like yes. the Star Wars <laughs> and stuff. And I grew up with the originals. Like, I mean, it was 77, 80, and 83, but. I was born in 84, so when I was growing up, I had those. And then the first three episodes come out. And here's the thing. When I was, like, kind of a teen-ish, I was more into music and other things. I was less into Star Wars. I saw the movies. But I remember Jar Jar Binks just annoying the crap out of me and, like, kind of almost ruining the first two movies. So I didn't really get into it. And I've seen every Star Wars, but not in order. When I knew you were coming on, I'm like, I need to go back and watch. So I went back this week. I watched every single movie in order chronologically for the storyline. And man, I'm like on a whole different level, like of <laughs> excited and like how much I just love star Wars and forgot how much I love it because of being able to put everything together now as an adult, you know, when I was growing up, it wasn't always the same, but yeah. And then episode three to me was like such a good movie. And I don't remember it being good because Jar Jar ruined it for me when I was like 15. But yeah, dude. Um, See, I was, uh, I was like the perfect age where <clears throat> I was old, just old enough to go see star Wars mm -hmm. uh, with my dad. And I was like five or six or something. Mm -hmm. And they had re-released the original ones in the movie theater. Oh yeah. And it, it was before episode one, two, three came out. Mm -hmm. So like I was introduced to star Wars in the movie theater as a little kid. Oh, that's cool. And so I got to have that like original, like that was my first image of star Wars, but I was also still such a young age when the episodes came out that mm -hmm. it was like, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't quite to that like teenage, like I don't give a shit about stuff like this. I just want to play right. my guitar and smoke pot. Right. Like I was, I was a little kid and it was more star Wars. So it was like, you know, I, don't, I wasn't, thinking about all the stuff that people like bitch about on the internet these days. And, <laughs> and like you were saying, when you were watching it, how you like, you were just excited and you just love star Wars so much. It's like, mm -hmm. that's kind of where I'm at with it, where it's just like, I'm not going to be too picky. Like I'll, I'll give my critiques on it. But like at the end of the day, like give me as much star Wars material as you have. Like I'm going to watch it all anyway. And I don't, I don't hate the episodes. I think no. that they needed the clone wars as a series to really tie together the, yes, the uh 
in between the episode two and episode three, because I do think if you just watch the movies and you've never seen the Clone Wars, Anakin right. freaking out on the Jedi Council is just kind of like, dude, you're being kind of a brat, like chill out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you see all the Clone Wars stuff, you're just like, you're kind of fed up with the Jedi Council too, but I'm going to get to that point. So you're just like, it really just like brings out and humanizes the whole Anakin becoming Darth Vader thing. Yeah, you almost sympathize with them. You're like, I see why you would turn to the dark side. I would 100 you If know? I was in the same position as him, I would 100% end up making the same fucking mistakes as him and freaking out trying to save my wife from dying during childbirth and trying to control everything. And like, it's, you know, it's because he's afraid of losing somebody. It's the whole point of it. And right. it really... I think that series like makes it so much easier to like just feel the emotional weight of all that. What's crazy to me too is that I didn't realize Natalie Portman was only sixteen in that first one. Because no shit, really. That's how old I was. So I was like her age. So to me it didn't or maybe I was even younger. So to me, she seems older, but she mm-hmm. wasn't. She was sixteen. Like that's fucking crazy. That is wild. And I did not know that. I noticed they didn't sexualize her until the second one. <laughs> well, and it makes <laughs> it makes sense with her uh, with her character too. Just yeah, she's you know Anakin being the one that she does follow. You know, he's like ten years old, I think, in the movie. So like sixteen mm-hmm. year old actress, I think the character would probably be roughly about that age. That's true. That is true. See, I don't think about. I'm I'm not good at thinking about stuff like that when I'm watching stuff. I'm just like, but I'm glad they didn't because I feel like. But I was watching. I'm thinking in my head, man, they couldn't pull off some of the or some of the movies from back in the day, like people would get an uproar about, you know? Yeah. But from doing the research and going back, like you said, Clone Wars. So that's another reason it didn't kind of all go together for me when I was younger because I don't, I think Clone Wars came out after I was kind of already out at maybe, did they cut, it came out after episode three. So like, well, that was something that like came out even when I was a teenager. So I didn't like when it was airing. I like I didn't have time to be home and watch TV or anything yeah. like that. I was out. Right. I was out doing hood rat shit with my friends. So. <laughs> yeah. But now you that know, I, I, I I had to catch up on all that stuff myself. But then mm-hmm. when I did, it was just like, wow, this is really just like there's so many like I, I think it's one of the best additions to the whole universe of Star Wars. Like period. Yes. Yeah, the Clone Wars is really good. I like that it's not. There are like kind of like campy cheesy episodes, but for the most part, it's like military operations, mm-hmm. which is yeah, which is good, you know, and it's a lot of action, you know. So. Well, it really like you get to understand the war, which I yeah. think that's one of my favorite parts about Star Wars and why I like the the prequels so much is the the political side of it, like mm-hmm. yeah, seeing how it's like it's a galactic democracy and seeing how this dude manipulates everything and like sets up all these pieces like a damn chess game, plays both sides of a war. Mm-hmm. And getting to see all that military stuff in the Clone Wars is like adds that extra layer. Again, the Clone Wars is just like adding layers and layers, all this shit. But yeah. like, I, it's like, what is uh, Natalie Portman says something? It's like, this is how we lose democracy with the oh, yeah, with um, a thunderous applause. Yeah. Or something. I, can't, oh, I can't even remember yeah, the quote, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I should have done my homework more, man. <laughs> no, that's I didn't know a... which, there's so much. I didn't know which way yeah. we're going to go with the Star Wars stuff. No, there's so much. But to your point, too, again, is like because of you, I went back and I actually watched Clone Wars for the first time. Now, I haven't seen everything, but it, it just it opened up a whole new dimension for me as far as understanding. Oh, dude, Ahsoka is my favorite Jedi. Like, as yes. you see her like grow up and come into her own, like mm-hmm. the last the last four episodes of the entire series of Clone Wars is just it's. But it's like those four episodes can play like a movie, and I think it's one of the better, yes, like film length 
Star Wars stories in there. And then the Rebels show, Ahsoka's in that. And there's some good moments between uh, between her and Vader in that. Now, so. she, is she the one they're doing the Disney Plus movie show about? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. She was, she was she's, uh, the, the orange one with the white lightsabers in uh, Mandalorian. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so another reason is like going from like live action to cartoon when I was that young or when Clone Wars came out was hard too. You know, <laughs> so like I think if they did Clone Wars as a movie, I I would have known more about it. But yeah, I love I mean it ties everything together and then it makes me even more excited for like the stuff that's coming out on Disney Plus. Oh, well there's uh, yeah, there's so many things that are like if you see that um like Mandalorian is a good example. Like there are so many things in Clone Wars and if you uh continue after you finish that and watch Rebels like both of those cartoon series have so much shit that's it pops up in the Mandalorian and I'm just like already know what it is because of those having watched those I'm just like dude what like the the dark saber was yeah. at the end of season one of Mandalorian that thing lit up I was just like ah it's like yeah. the- I know what that is <laughs> I know <what> that is <laughs> yeah. Yes, and then when Bo-Katan came in, and you mm-hmm. know, you see all the these previously established Mandalorians and mm. the history they have with each other, and it's just like, man, what other characters are they going to bring back? And I've got a pretty good idea. Some characters are going to be brought to this live action stuff that I'm, you know, some some Rebels characters and stuff, and I'm just yeah. like, Spectre. I feel like such an extra Star Wars nerd because I'll talk to Star Wars nerds about this, and they'll be like, Oh no, I need to watch that. I'm like, and I need more shit to do with my time. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and then when I was doing that, speaking of sabers, so when I was looking it up at the, the, the Disney, you can go to Disney and make your own custom lightsaber. Have you seen that? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm holding off until my kid's five. Yes. I'm going to go to Disney world for his fifth birthday and we're going to make lightsabers together. My yeah. son's name's Lando. So. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, yes. It's you Orlando's his government name, but <laughs> his government I, name, I, yeah. I agreed to Orlando's the name because I was like, oh, dude, I could call him Lando. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's a great name. And you know what's crazy real quick, speaking of your kid, I swear to God that I feel like he was just born yesterday. And then I looked at, I'm like, dude, he's right, two bro. years old almost. Like, yeah, he's going to be fucking two. In how March. crazy like, is like, that? You're like a little person. Like you. Like, he's so big. He can communicate things to me now and like you know, he'll tell me if he wants wants juice or something like that, or yeah. if he wants an apple and he'll you know, I got this I got I got my dad skills going. This gets him to sit down and I'm really, really like stoked on myself for that one lately because I'm just like, Oh, you listen, like this is <laughs> trained. All right. Yeah. You know, he doesn't listen to everything I tell him. He's a toddler and he's still toddlers are like little drunk people, man. Yeah. They really are. They're like, there's just like, there's no, there's no method to the madness of a toddler. It's just like, all right, I don't. Yeah, they, can, they can kind of move Do around. You? They have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, so this is the you can go in and he, you can build your own lightsabers, and there's this whole process. So you pick out like, here you pick out your rock, and I guess that's like yeah. the battery, the kyber crystal, the kyber crystal. And then uh, you, they give you like your own. Robbie knows his shit. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Well, that's why I brought him in here because I was like, I need some backup on this one. And then you can pick out the different elements that you want in your saber. Um, that is so awesome. So when, and I can't wait to do that. Yes, that's gonna be awesome. So I did that, and then you I did was, this. No, I, w- I I saw that. Sorry, I misspoke okay. there. I saw that, 
And my buddy was like, dude, you know they have like cosplay versions that you can actually like use and fight with and they won't break. Like you can get legit sabers made out of metal. I'm like, no fucking way. So he sent me to this dude. And this could be another cool thing besides the Disney one. They have like 60 million different parts. So you order each part differently um, and you can build your own. So if you can see this here, dude. Um, configure. Let's see. So they start you off and they kind of like build one and then you can like do your own thing from there. So I don't know if you can see this, but yeah, dude. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm looking at it. I, um, I built like, I literally got law. I was supposed to be editing Greg from cashed out, came and did a podcast. I was supposed to be editing that video. And the whole day I was just playing with sabers, like trying to, <laughs> trying to create my own. Let me see if I have a, a picture of the uh, the one I did. I feel you, man. I'm I'm an easily distracted man, so I'm pretty quick to just be like, I know I'm supposed to be doing this, but like, yeah, what's this thing? What's this, this is shiny. Yes. So here's my like. I did kind of like the uh, Templar Knights kind of style with like the purple and the cross. I thought it was dope. And then I got this one, which was kind of like it had the blades on it. I'm like, that's dope. If I could turn sick. that into like a that's bow. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are some of the, uh, things, but yeah, thank you so much for getting me back into star Wars pretty much. And, uh, like bringing new life to it. Cause it's been fucking awesome. Kind of, it's such a good time stuff. to be a star Wars fan. It really is. Or even a Marvel fan. Like a lot of the stuff coming out with the Marvel uh, stuff is going to be just well, as good. I'm balls deep in both, man. Yeah. <laughs> I go, well, that's what we were talking about too, is the agents of shield. Yes. So that was yeah, one awesome. that um, when we were talking about it, I should have gone back and watched it. So when I was younger, I love um, – oh, what's her name? She just came down with COVID, I read. Yeah, I've seen most of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but not the last season. That was what I had just – it took me – you know, I didn't watch it. It was coming out, and they finally put it on Netflix. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to – I watched it. it, and then I was like, now nah, I feel like I just – that's not enough for me. So I ended up watching all of it over again. Yeah. And – so I watched like the first six seasons and then watched the last season, which made the last season, the last season's better if you like refresh yourself on the, yeah. on the previous seasons. And Keep just, it all fresh and then all of the, yeah. the emotions hit harder. Yeah. Well, doing it so fast all at once too, it's just yeah. like how fat Fitz is my favorite character in that, He's a good, man. He's a good actor like, too. Seeing him go from like, just like this timid little like, mm-hmm. hey, I got my night-night gun. What do you mean mm-hmm. I can't call it a night-night gun? <laughs> yeah. And then he just like, then he goes to that like evil dictator phase when they're all yep. in the freaking framework and shit. And that's, uh, he's actually not really in the last season a whole lot. I was going to say, he wasn't really in it, right? The, the screen time that you do get of him is like really, really satisfying to his story arc. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just I, the I way should, should the way everything. Going. I was just like, man, I can really like, I can get down with this. I am, however, really, really disappointed that they never followed through with giving Ghost Rider his own TV show. Yeah, I wasn't uh, crazy. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about the Ghost Rider arc, though. Like, I didn't. I wasn't. Really you didn't like so, that Ghost Rider? I, I thought he was a way better Ghost Rider than Nick Cage, man. Oh, obviously, but like, I don't know. I just I wasn't into it. Was I that was in like, this man. too? My favorite arcs were Hive when Ward became Hive and they went to the planet. That was sick. That was good. That was super good. Hive, Hive's like uh, his like true form with like the octopus yeah. face thing that Hive based all their mythology on. Is like yeah. I love that. Yeah, it was like, like Cthulhu. I thought that was probably the best arc, and the um the framework arc was pretty good. I thought too. I love that. It was like um, that was some with Ada. Shit. Just like, like when when you found out Ada was the bad person, that arc or whatever. 
Um, they'll get trapped in the computers. Like, yeah. Matrixy. Yeah. My problem is that I went through the first couple seasons, maybe up to three or four. I saw, you know, Fitz going bad and then back. And I saw Ward, that whole arc. Mm-hmm. But then I think I kind of fell off yeah. for a little bit. And then I've watched episodes here and there. So that's why I needed to go back. But my, I guess my thing, too, is I want to see how it all fits together. I know it's not exactly like some of the other things, but how it fits with the Marvel movies. Because I remember, like, at the end of Thor, or, or at the end of the one before Thor, he's like, oh, I got to go check something out in Mexico. And then they kind of bring that story into the series, and then it goes back and relates to Thor or something like that. But yeah, they, there is. I think the Thor stuff is the most tied in on the TV show because there's an episode the Lady Sif was in, and mm-hmm. they had there's another episode with like a, some professor is just some random as guardian who was on Earth or whatever. But right. uh, yeah. no, I didn't really like. It didn't really tie it, with the movie. There was like there is behind the scenes stuff going on as far as like why they ended up getting separated more and. disconnecting from their tv and disney plus becoming a whole thing and so like Mm -hmm. there was all this like you know just who who's making money off of what who's willing to give up money on what and who's making decisions that like affected that more than actual like story reasons so Mm -hmm. it got pretty separate it never got more crossover but it looks like we're gonna get a lot of awesome marvel tv shows anyway so i don't really wandavision i think comes out this month or next month right very yeah wandavision comes out like you know, this month week or something oh, yeah like 10 right. days or some shit yeah, like that sick. and uh that's I gonna think be, the 15th and that's gonna be like sitcom style right it's gonna be like different it's gonna be very weird yeah it looks but it looks like they're gonna like do not just a mix like like it looks be... like it'll be like a 50s sitcom me and then it looks mm-hmm. like it'll be a 70s sitcom and like looks like the time era of sitcoming is gonna switch up yeah, I, I don't know. And I just, couldn't. It was hard to gauge because the trailer is just so all yeah, over. Yeah, and like yeah. where where this fits in the timeline, or is this going to be like some sort of like alternate weird like? You got to think they well, might. Just, they're going to tie it in somehow because they've been doing such a good job of it yeah. already. Why not just tie it in? And does Vision? It's come supposed back? to tie in immediately to uh, the the Doctor Strange movie. Oh, okay, like before going it's, into it. Okay. Yeah, that that was like one of the, the like this is whatever whatever WandaVision leads mm-hmm. into is supposed to tie into the and, and side the note, multiverse of madness shit. Yeah, and mm. side note random, like whatever happened with Vision after the snap it in Endgame? Does Vision did Vision come back? We never saw him. And Vision died. And I'm not I would imagine they did that on purpose to answer that question because I don't know, because they still had to do something with the stones. And did you? So, see, like, and did we see Wanda too? Was Wanda in Endgame at the end? Yeah, Wanda was at the funeral. No, but like at the fight. Yeah, they all were, right? Vision oh yeah, there's wasn't. there's that there's yeah. that one scene where it's like all the okay. all the female superheroes came yeah, and kicked yeah, their ass, and okay, she yeah, was yeah. like, she was part of because she was like the one that was like because I, I Wanda Wanda might be. I don't know. I, I, between her and Captain Marvel, I think they're they're the strongest. Right? I think we're gonna find out in ten days what what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I yeah. am, dude. The Spider Man though, they're gonna be bringing back all of the yeah. live action Spider Mans. Like that's it, gonna be insane. I think it's. I think it's gonna be cool. But is it? Are they biting off into the Spider Verse? Oh, totally. But like, I don't think that like into the Spider Verse. Like all of these movies and you know animated movies and live action movies like they're all kind of derived from some kind of comic book arc or yeah yeah this, you know yeah, some all, kind of graphic novel arc so but it'll be interesting to i see would how... imagine it'll probably be like similar to that but like there's it's also not 
like it looks like the whole multiverse thing is going to be all over the place because yeah. of the Doctor Strange movie, mm-hmm. whatever happens in the WandaVision show. So it's, like I think that will play a big part in all. It's basically, the... they're basically like, all right, we need some hardcore plot armor. How can we do this? We need multiverse. We can basically make whatever happen. <laughs> you know, which I'm totally on board <laughs> with because the comic books already do. Yeah, that they shit do anyway, that anyway. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. So we're gonna see. So a lot why of not? Pictures. Yeah, have three Spider-Mans. Let's do it. Like it yeah. sounds fun to me. And then uh, they're going to bring, I heard they're bringing Charlie Cox back to be Daredevil. Yeah, I heard that too. That's a great decision. Great decision. Yeah. I was really bummed that those, like all the, like the defenders weren't more tied in with the movies. Yeah. Yeah. And and I feel like, and I feel like Daredevil was really the standout show out of all of them. And Jessica Jones season one with Kilgrave, everything, everything else. I'm not really, wasn't really crazy about. Defenders was cool. It was a little limited series thing. It was dope. But really, Daredevil and Jessica Jones season one only was like really what was good to me. I was, Iron Fist was cool. Yeah, I, I, I liked it all, but I wasn't, I like, as far as like going back and like watching it and being like, well, man, I'm like, this is so like, I, I agree but, with you. But that, like, like I Daredevil would, and that I would, first. I would, I would, I would watch Daredevil for sure. I, I, the pun, both seasons of The Punisher are pretty good. Yes. Oh, yeah. Punisher I really was liked good The too. Punisher. Punisher was good. Yeah, I forgot. And whatever, whatever they do, they better keep John Bernthal as the Punisher. Like that, mm-hmm. that man deserves mm-hmm. to play Frank Castle until he's incapable mm-hmm. of playing Frank Castle did because like he's so goddamn good at it. What did you think of the original Punisher movie that came out with John Travolta and Thomas Jane? Remember, like early two thousands. Man, it's been so long. Done a lot of things that fry my brain <laughs> since I saw that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I remember enjoying it. It was good. Makes I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't. That was like one of those movies that like was just kind of an excuse to go like kind of watch the movie, but like also kind of just make out the chick. So, yep, definitely. That was like that. That was that era for me of just like, oh yeah, like we're gonna go to the movies and like, what's you know, what's a good long movie? <laughs> Oftentimes, is yeah. the decision. Like, what's the longest movie they got out right now? I always get confused sometimes too because there's so many different actors that play characters sometimes that yeah. it, it can be hard to follow. Like having two different flashes simultaneously, like watching the Flash TV mm. show and then also seeing the movies. It's like I know the character because he's masked, so it's it's you know. But at the same, I thought uh, Guston or whatever his name is uh, Grant, Grant something, uh, yeah, Grant or something, Grant, Grant Gustin, Gustin like or whatever. I thought he was a great Flash. He's good. Yeah, I like him. Now I love I love what's his name too. Well, what well, did you? Okay, did you see the crossovers on TV where they the so the last one was dope? They brought all the movie characters. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see that. Dude, they brought. They had the two flashes. So they had the flash from the movie and they had the flash from the TV series. I don't want to say Batman, but they had all the other characters too mm-hmm. that yeah. have movies out. They brought from the movie and it was crazy. And they had cameos from like. Do you guys remember Smallville? They had mm-hmm. Tom, whatever his name was, from yeah. Smallville. That I remember was a hearing about TV that. Show. I heard they had Lucifer on that even. Yes, they had random. Is... They had random ass people on there. It was if you get a chance, go watch. Well, it. Lucifer it's so is Lucifer is a DC comic. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't I know had, that either. Yeah, no that was clue. like it's really not like. I mean, I looked into the comics, and it's not anything like the TV show. Like he's not, he's not escaping from hell to go be on a crime drama right but it was he like the character lucifer morningstar was like based on a dc comic character so yeah. i think a lot of like the more metaphysical shit in that show mm-hmm. is kind of derived from that but yeah he's he was technically in the mix with all that shit too because i was reading i'm like what lucifer's crossed over to this too like what the hell yeah but we- I, haven't, I haven't seen a lot of that stuff the only uh 
I think the only TV show based uh, DC wise is uh, Gotham. I finished watching that. Oh, that's so not good. too long ago. I, I saw a little bit of it. Dude, did I? I miss, really liked Gotham. I remember enjoying it because though. of COVID and tour. I think I missed like the last, or maybe I watched it all, but thought there was another season, but there wasn't. Because I don't remember how it ended. I don't remember it ending, and I love Gotham. It was such I mean, a great it, it, show. It gives you a pretty good like. It never really like. It doesn't really do any Batman stuff, but mm-hmm. like it ends with like oh, Bruce has grown up and he's Batman. But they like they put you there. Like there's a lot of it's wild, man. Like I did you see the um well Robbie hasn't seen it, so I don't want to ruin it in case. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you uh when they had like the world pretty much abandoned Gotham and they were like on their own fucking Oh yeah. Islanded mm-hmm. off and shit? Yeah. Okay. That was I think that was pretty much the end of like getting out of that fucking situation. But oh. the villains made that show, man. Oh, they Seeing so the did. villains become the iconic Batman villains over the course of that was like I thought that was the best part of that show, dude. I, and that kid from Shameless was yes. a killer Joker, oh, man. My goodness, he was such yeah. a good Joker. Shameless is back too. I was just watching some of the episodes the other day. Um, I have I have not watched as much of that show as I should. It's so good, and I love so what good. I have. And my girlfriend keeps saying, like, no, seriously, you need to watch Shameless, like all of it. And yeah. you know, I I always was just like, yeah, but I'm just gonna end up watching the same old nerd shit I always do. <laughs> which is why I've seen all the Marvel and DC. Well, not all the DC shit, but the shit that I have. Are you excited for the uh, Snyder cut of Justice League? What do you think about that? You know, I actually haven't seen the other just like I haven't seen Justice League at all. Oh, it's I garbage. haven't really. It's garbage. I was just so kind of not after uh, Batman versus Superman. I was garbage. Just like, eh. Like, like DC just wasn't killing it, and all of the Marvel movies were so same. good. And I already kind of leaned toward Marvel anyway, so I was just kind of like, I don't really. <laughs> Until I watched Gotham recently, I had not been psyched on DC I, characters. I have a little now bit, I'm kind of like, yeah, I have a little bit of hope for the uh, for the Snyder cut. Apparently, it's going to be like four hours long, and it's going to have a bunch of characters. And Green Lantern is really supposed that? to make an appearance. Yeah. That much? That like, they cool. cut that much out of a movie where they can make a whole four-hour Yeah, and apparently continuation there's, a, there's a lot or... more Joker scenes in it, too. Like, apparently it's it's going to be, like, an epic. That's what sucks is that I really feel like, minus the standalone Joker, they didn't do a good job with him in the, you know, the Birds of Prey and all that stuff to really kind of, com- you know, yeah. build the character up. Birds of Prey wasn't that great. And um, I don't think they're doing Jared Leto anymore. Didn't they already say what's yeah, his name's doing done. Joker? Yeah, I think he's done. Robert Pattinson is doing Joker or someone? Or yeah, is he doing Batman? Yeah, he's, 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 Batman. Batman. he's Batman, yeah. I don't think there's going to be another Jared Leto Joker appearance after this Snyder cut. Yeah. yeah. He didn't do a, he, He's kind of a weird, like... He's a great, brilliant actor, but he went too extreme with the Joker. He went, yeah, he's just like he went he too, too ga- far. Man. He went and he went. Gangster. You can't go full retard. Like, and like Joker is not a gangster. He kind of went with like this kind of urban gangster look feel with the t- face tattoos and the vibe, and it's just like that's not it's not believable. I as like Joker. Yeah, not yeah. When you're talking about the the story yeah, and the character, he was this character. Yeah, like the Joker's too unhinged to sit there and get a face tattoo that like looks remotely yeah. like a and, face tattoo like I, that would yeah. like. And, and I, I can get if he's just like got some like crazy shit that fucking. Yeah, and but, at but the it same, would be chaotic, you know. Yeah, and at the same time, how he like acted was like so deranged that it was too it was too deranged. Joker's he's crazy, but he's also calculated. 
He's a very. He's, I don't know. Heath Ledger's joke was pretty deranged, but he was very not 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 in the way that Jared Leto was, and you know. Heath Ledger's Joker was believable because he was so evil, but he wasn't in the <laughs> like, yeah. like over the top. Jack Nicholson you know? still crushes it. I still love his Joker, See, and he did, even though he it was did, old school. And he did the goofy Joker right. Yeah, because he went, he went, he leaned into the goofy. He didn't lean into the I'm deranged, but also like a gangster. But there was one where he came off super cheesy though. The Joker, I can't remember. It was after Jack Nicholson, but. Yeah, you know, it sucks DC didn't really capitalize and do a better job because they could be yeah. right there with Marvel yeah. if they would have kind of combined everything and did a better they, job. They of... saw what Marvel was building, well, and they were like, I, I think to yeah. pull off what Marvel pulled off is just, like, the fact that they have done that it's in insane. the first place is, like, you couldn't expect one, you know, comic book company to pull that off, let alone any. Well, you like, know... It's crazy that they... 23 movies to do what they did with all the Avengers movies and all the individual movies and have like that kind of accomplishment with crossover characters and everything like on that big of a scale is just like, that's a lot, man. Like that's incredible. They did all that. And they planted all of the seeds very early. And do you know, one of the common factors and a lot of this stuff in the star Wars that we're talking is John Favreau, man. He's one of my favorite director, producer, writer, like 100% man. Absolutely. I mean, he really brought Mandalorian to a whole new level. Like, I mean, it's such a good show. Now, there's some times where I'm like, oh, I don't want it to get episodic. You know, sometimes it seemed a little episodic. But uh, it was still well-written and just great. And, yeah, I definitely cried the the last uh, <laughs> the last Mandalorian. There were feelings. There were definitely feelings. There were a there. lot, a lot of, of feelings. feelings. Wow. It was just like, my heart was like almost kind of stopped at the end there. And I just like realized when, what was going on. When, when you saw the X-Wing, like in the background, I was like, what? <clears throat> I was like, no. Are they? Are they? No. They're not going to. No. They don't want to give away no, too much. No, no, that's, that's not him. That's yeah. not him. And then they're like, oh, God, it's him. <laughs> well, this <laughs> might him. give it away a little bit, but I was going to say it is crazy how the effects they did for Mark Hamill's character were better than the movie. <laughs> like when they tried to make him young in the movie, I feel like they did a better job in the TV show. It was so yeah. it was so good. It wasn't perfect, but it was like, it's so you're it's it's OK. It's OK. It's a, we, we like I, I didn't even care there. about that. You know what? The fact see what that I mean? Some exactly. dude with see a metal I mean? hand slashing yeah. the green lightsaber. See, it, like, didn't, that's all like, it didn't matter that it looked perfect. It's just that he showed up, that he was there and you were looking at him. Yeah. You know? Like, it was cool. I, so I really quickly, before I ever forget, I think the one thing I didn't like about episode one, two, and three, the only gripe I had, is I didn't like the CGI Yoda. That threw me off too. Between him and Jar Jar Binks, it kind of annoyed me. Like, I like the puppet Yoda. <laughs> And I like how they do the another good decision Yoda. by John Favreau was to keep uh keep Grogu being a being a puppet, yep. being animatronic. Do you know you're right? It's way better. It's so much better, dude. And uh, I got actually this is my first Funko Pop I ever got was the Mandalorian with the uh, baby Yoda. And, uh-huh. I've got a I've got a build a bear baby Yoda for the for the boy. Oh, that's I'm awesome! Gonna, I'm gonna grab it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Man, I miss I miss Bobby. Oh, there he is. Oh, <laughs> I'm oh that's I so fucking dope. Right? Isn't it perfect? Awesome. I didn't re- so like I know Funko's a collectible, but I didn't I don't I got so lucky with this one because it's the shiny best car. Whereas the mm-hmm. other ones are kinda like, you know, the the worn, the war worn one. But after I got so I looked on I just Googled it and then 
it happened that they had one at the store right around from my house at the GameStop around from my house. So I went and I got <laughs> it. And I'm like, I'm surprised this is here. I'm surprised like a, a, a Star Wars nerd didn't like scoop this up quickly because I don't remember seeing any other shiny Beskars. And then I did the research and apparently there's like less than 100 of these that they made. So wow. like someone got some, real lucky. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like uh, the now I don't know if they've printed more, but as far as that first series That's awesome. that came out, there was only 100 of these. Should have kept it in the box. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> yes, but here's the here's the thing though. I thought about that, but I was like, I just take a quick shine to it, stick it back in the box. You won't even be able to tell. Mm-hmm. Just keep her nice. She's beautiful. And I don't collect these things to resell anyway. No. I don't know. I think this will right be worth. But I will take good care of this though. I do have the box over there, nice and neat. This will go back in the box at some point. You know. Um. But yeah, no, this is cool. It's like the ten inch one too. I didn't know they made like big ones. Mm-hmm. It's basically it's weird that you know, like back in the day they had the pet rock. It was like hey, buy a pet rock. Now it's like, at the heart of it, people are spending like forty, fifty, sixty dollars, and someone offered me like maybe a couple thousand for it or something like that, something crazy, which is stupid. You know, I would never buy it, but um, because they know they'll make more than that down the road, but also. Basically, this is just a bobblehead. Isn't that yeah. what Funko Pops are? Just bobbleheads of characters, like. Yeah. But it's like their style. They got a they got a style and a brand. It's it's definitely got a very notable style to it. Like you you see it and you're like, oh. Yeah. That's true. And the, and the people that are into it, they're into it, man. Dude, and they're so into walls it. Walls of these things. Well, getting my first one is like tattoos. I have like I got all my tattoos in about a two year span, three year span. And then I didn't get a lot. And now I've had small ones, you know, recently. But it's same with this. Like, this getting the first one makes me want to get a bunch more. Yeah. Show all Star Wars. Yeah. Like, by the time season three is done, I'm just going to have Funkos <laughs> all over here, you know? Dude, are you a big alien person? Uh, in what sense? Just in, in real life. Do I Do I believe in aliens? Yeah, or do you believe, not even conspiracies, but believe there's almost like a bigger kind of thing going on right now? Like, there is a galactic federation and other things like that? I have no idea, and I am open to being convinced otherwise. I'm kind of like a show-me-and-I'll-believe-you kind of thing, but I also think that it would be... I don't know. I'm I'm torn between like feeling like it would be foolish to assume that there isn't like a lot of other, not even just like some intelligent life out there, but like a lot of other intelligent life just because the universe is so large and so vast. Mm-hmm. But then I've also like, you'll go down those like three in the morning, Wikipedia rabbit holes and I'll like start reading about the Fermi paradox and like yeah. reasons why maybe you don't see any other intelligent life. Maybe there is other intelligent life. that can't get off this planet because it'll, destroy itself before it gets to that point or there is intelligent life but they're cephalopods so they aren't capable of you know uh Going evolving space, yeah. in that sense and getting off their planet ever um which is weird to think about because like i somebody told me once i mean i don't know the validity of this because i'm not a zoologist right but i had heard that octopi or octopuses were uh are just so they're like such an intelligent creature but they learn all of everything an octopus learns over its lifetime. It doesn't get taught anything by like the parent octopus. So, which makes me wonder, like, would we be behind octopus in, uh, as far as just like that sense of like intelligent creature. Right. Be if it were able, like the way I'm, you know, yeah. able to, like teach my kids skills, like 
if an octopus could teach its baby octopus like how to be a fucking octopus, right? Where would octopuses be? There's a lot of ocean. So, and you know, that's when I think of aliens. That's when I get in the whole Fermi paradox rabbit hole. I think that's what I think about. It's just like alien fucking squids just swimming around, just like, oh, well, I'm really fucking. I'm some of the most intelligent life in the galaxy, but I'm a fucking squid. So I'm gonna stay here in this ocean on this planet that's nowhere near here. And I'm I'm so smart. In fact, I know I should just be in this water vibing right now. Just be be chilling. (laughs) I'm that smart. I know not to be in anyone else's business. <laughs> so this is this is a um this is the video. A, Robert. This is the video from uh a shell corporation. Uh they were doing deep oil drinking or drilling. And oh man, why are these ads in the way? Get the fuck out of here. Is this really why is this so weird? There we go. But look at this alien, dude. That look, that's alien. That's an octopus. Yeah. But what you were talking about, like you know, it's the fact that they're so bro. smart, yeah, definitely some form of cephalopod for sure. Yep. But it's it's just crazy how things like that are. Uh, well, and there's so much more ocean than land, so it's like. Do you, I asked you about you the, know like what we haven't just explored so much of our own oceans? Like how much crazy. more shit like that is down there? Like I don't know what kind of even more intelligent down there like we're talking about aliens like outer space and stuff like that like mm-hmm. we don't even really know everything that's in our own ocean like we're even like if you, you know go if they've the... been developing longer if life has been developing down there longer so much than it has here on land yep. like True. who's to say that there isn't like some kind of other species who's like yeah i don't want y'all fucking dirty humans to find what the hell we're up to and we're yeah. probably so far beyond advanced so much further advanced than us right now that you know they could probably hide if they wanted to so i'm I believe in aliens in the ocean and in outer space. That's that's my opinion on the matter. There you go. My man. Yeah, I like it. No, definitely there, and I feel like it maybe even goes farther. Like, uh, I have this post up. It says a Harvard professor, and I remember when they were talking about this, but they didn't really make it into a big deal. But like, I remember, and they're not saying that aliens necessarily came, but it, it was even being space trash that this is definitely something from like another galaxy or another planet. You know, mm-hmm. so it might not have been a spaceship, but they said what the crazy part is, is that, you know, the sun kind of gravitates. There's a certain, you know, they know how fast something's going or getting sucked in by the gravitational force. And they're saying that it passed the sun and then sped up, you know, which is impossible if it was a comet. And they looked for all the right. signs like they said it could be like nitrogen or something like frozen nitrogen that was getting heated by the sun, which propels it. But then you would see a trail or a tail with it, you know, and there was no tail. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool in that sense. But I I just, I think we're so, it's scary to think that us as humans thinking that we're the smartest things that have been on this planet. But there's so much evidence that even, you know, some of the Egyptians are like, I've gotten. What kind of evidence that people are dumb as hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, just the fact that like, you know, even the Egyptians, other people could have been way more advanced in different ways. You know, like they might not have had computers, but they had ways of doing, you know, of moving. What do you think the pyramids were for? From what I read or what I think they were for, the Egyptians didn't even build them. They were there before them and then they kind of took over them. But I think they were built as an energy source, like solar. Yeah, power plant. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be that. that. And you got to. There is so many, like the materials used in the pyramid, but Mm -hmm. there's some things that are like. A lot of the minerals used are like 
things that are more conductive right. if there's more pressure on them. And they so like s- the way it's built and it weighs down, mm-hmm. the way the quartz used to, the paneling used to be before looters and stuff mm-hmm. stripped it, it'd yep. be like a giant mirror. How the water used to be, there's like, you know, when they're like, oh, there's a way, like the tunnels that don't make sense as far as like walking in a tunnel right. or things it's that like, would make sense if they were used for hydroelectric stuff. So in that Some crazy, of the hy- like, hieroglyphics look like light bulbs and stuff like that. Like, you, I think it was a power plant for sure, dude. Are yes. you familiar with like the Anunnaki theory and all that and the Nibiru and the gold and and all that conspiracy theory? Or basically the idea is like there's... Well, we they do know that the pyramids were covered with gold or metal too. So it's crazy mm-hmm. to think that they used it for not only hydropower, but solar power. Now, the other theory is that if you look at the way the mag- magnetic forces on Earth are, they form grids or whatever. Now it's Waylands, sh- I think they're called. Yeah, exactly. And they shift yeah. over time. But if you they calculated of when it would have shifted back when the Egyptians or when the pyramids would have been built... And they line up perfectly with all of yeah. those. And it's, we think there's only like the three great pyramids, but when they did the LIDAR scanning, it's hundreds of pyramids, like all over the fucking continent. Like it's crazy. Maybe all over the world. Especially Africa. No, it's everywhere. Africa, yeah. everywhere. It's like hundreds of pyramids and they all line up on those different grids. And so if you think if you had that many powered by the sun, they probably had like free power. And free, you know, yeah, water. It's like the, that's a lot the of the stuff that, like, uh, like you just, you know, never really came to fruition, but writings and scribblings of Nikola Tesla, like the things that he was on to, mm-hmm. are things like that. You know, yep. being able to have basically free, free energy, free Wi Fi kind of thing by manipulating just the natural the magnetic you know, polarity of the planet and how everything's lined up. It's like, it, I think it makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, some people are like, that sounds crazy. It's just like, well, no, you just, You've aren't just listening been listening to all the things involved, right? And you've just like been taught, or and some another thing which is funny, I'll bring up kind of is I heard that we as humans think at a genius level from ages one to three, and then from like ages four to 17, we slowly start to decrease that till it's about like we use about 10% of our brain. Even some of the smartest people in the world only use like 10 to 12% of their brain. And the reason is at around age three is when we start getting told no, or you can't do this, or that's not possible or whatever. And what they're saying is if, you know, when you get your kids get to that age, even though it might not physically be possible, if they say, well, why can't we fly? Instead of just saying, no, it's not possible. Like, well, why isn't it possible? Or what would it take to be possible? So it gets those parts of your brain thinking and stimulating, which grows different neurons in your brain. So I think that's such an interesting thing because, you know, we think we're so smart, but then at the same time, it's like, you know, I think greed and money and stuff, the way our society has almost, you know, a big part of it. And I don't think we'll really get to our full potential until everyone's on the same page, which, you know, who knows? You're telling me, man, if we're using 10% of our brains, I think I'm running at like six and a half. Well, I was going to say, I might be around... (laughs) I might be like Spotify payouts and be like cents on the dollar. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> um, dude, people uh, might think they're smart, but I feel like I get dumber by the day, man. I get older. I'm just like, I don't man. know shit, bro. Um, another thing that I was saw so <laughs> today I was online and I always see this. I don't know if it's just me or if you notice this, and this is just another caveat of social media, which I hate. 
I feel like there's all those fake made up days and like months and stuff. Like it used to just be Black History Month in February. It used to just be whatever. Now every day they're saying, but I would get if one specific day was for one thing, but it's not. Like it's, oh, today's taco day. Today's also little kitty day. Today's also this. I'm like, well, what is it? Is it one or the other? And like, I swear there's like, (laughs) three siblings day a year i'm just like i never know when any of these things these aren't real holidays like there is base there's a holiday like pretty much every day but there's like an actual national holiday like right don't trust facebook man i don't know which one of those are registered you're you're dealing with unregistered holidays no yeah but like i see at least like we were just joking before the podcast i was like i see at least like five like puppy days a year I'm like, isn't this supposed to be once a year? Like, I, I'm so confused why there's so many. Yeah, if, it's, if a holiday is a once a year kind of thing, or it's not a holiday, it's just a thing you do. It's just so silly to me that, like, people, we get so, that's why we're not chilling with aliens. They don't want anything to do with us. They, they're well, like, they these don't. guys are so dumb that, <laughs> we're like, it's not up. even worth so, our time. We're so caught up in ourselves. That's what it yeah. is, man. You're all so self-absorbed. Yeah, exactly. You're not we're self-absorbed. We're, the we're all You're good. just going to make it dirty. You're we're just, just going to make it dirty. Stay on Earth. Yeah. Humans for thousands of years have just been collecting money. Just little pieces of paper, rocks, metal. Just collecting our points. I got all my points. I want all my points. <laughs> For me and my friends and family uh, and no one else, my points. Oh, are you, why are you gonna do that? Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Are you a uh, Are you a fan of Tom Segura? I can't say that I am. Oh, the comedian. He uh, he was trying to do. I brought this up. <laughs> Good news for you yeah. then. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, he tried to do a dunk and he basically like broke himself. He like no shit, dude. He like blew out his knees. I think he he was oh, in the. Oh, dude! I think I saw this video. And I can't, I can't watch it. It's too gross for me. But it's just weird because he like slips and then suddenly his body just breaks in half. Yeah, I had like, I hadn't heard fuck? about this until I like showed up right before this, and I I saw the video. It's messed up, and it's like Ugh. he hurt himself so bad. But in the video, it looks like he slips, and then. His arm just like swings back and like this. It was just so unnatural looking. It was it was awful. I oh know. man! Yeah, I, I remember that happened in the it was the Eastern Conference playoffs in like, or no, maybe it was the it was the opening game of the season. I think the year the Cavaliers won the won Larry O'Brien and it was us and the Celtics playing. Mm. And it was you're just like, all right, this is sweet, like good matchup, two really good teams. And it was like a minute into the game, Gordon Hayward was playing for the Celtics at the time, and he just. He came down from fucking. I, I, I think it was just like even a layup or something. It was like such a not crazy thing that happened mm-hmm. right as the game was beginning, and he just like the way he snapped his ankle was it like you were saying like <sighs> it looked unnatural. Like it was yeah. fucked up looking to the point where they like were not showing the replays the yeah. way they did like the first couple times they did it. They were just like, yeah, yeah we can't show like yeah, we got to cut bad. away from this. This yeah. is really gruesome looking. And there was that one really really bad leg break like back in the 70s in football. I think someone someone like really like just destroyed their leg. I remember seeing a video. Forget who though. But yeah, it's awful. Some there's that one oh, the kid who's in like a backyard wrestling ring or something. You guys seen that one? His legs just like bend oh, bend yes. the wrong way. Oh yeah, that's and just awful. like his knees just snap yeah. the wrong direction. Are, are you a wrestling fan at all? Or no? no. Yeah. So it's funny, I'm not. and I need to stop talking about this, but when I was super young, like in middle school maybe, I was probably even out of it by the time I was finished middle school, 
I, I was a big wrestling fan because they had The Rock and Stone Cold and stuff. Uh, and back then, they were still kind of kayfaving it. Like, you knew it was scripted, but, like, it was just different. And and then I didn't watch it forever, and now I recently got back into it. And I, I'm dead serious when I say I, I'm going to train, and I'm, like, working to become a pro wrestler. But I don't care about being on TV. I just want to have, like, a match. You know, like, uh, I just want to actually get out yeah. there and do some fucking flips and, like... Just have fun with it. Yeah, just have fun with it and actually, like, try to do it once. I thought I think that would be such a fun, random-ass, like, bucket list thing to do. Like, Pat McAfee, he has his own, like, fucking serious <clears throat> show. He's a huge fan of wrestling, and now he's signed to WWE. Like, it's crazy. Um, Man, the Ambrosia Twins set yes. up at... Uh, at, at uh, Weekend at Wolfie's the one year in yep. between. It was them them versus our horn section. The sax. That was <laughs> so... against the sax. It was so funny. That was a great, great, uh, great thing. I wish I could have been there. I think we were on That was tour a great wrestling match. There. I just remember seeing Derek Gray. I don't remember who he grabbed. Was, I think it was Justin, and he just, like, violently kissed him on the mouth. And then he uh, sold it so well. Like, I didn't realize that part was scripted. I thought he just went off fucking on his own thing and just was like, I don't know how to do Like, I'm just going to... I'm just going to go in, but they scripted the whole thing. Like the, the awesome. twins came up with all the shit and they just practiced <laughs> ahead of time. And then I, I, I was really entertained by watching those fools wrestle each other. Yeah, that was great. It's a show. Wrestling's a show, man. Yeah. Um, couple- See, and like, I, I wouldn't watch wrestling on TV, but if somebody's like, Hey, yeah, I got tickets to WrestleMania. You trying to go? And I oh, fuck yeah. just didn't have any, I'd be like, sure. Fuck yeah. Let's go down. Let's yeah. go down to the, Whatever they changed our arena to, I don't know what the hell it, the Rocket City Mortgage Arena or something. Oh yeah, I can never keep up with all the. Uh, <laughs> I feel like um, <clears throat> Baltimore's the lucky. Rock. Man. I yeah. think they're gonna call it the Rock. They should. I don't know. Nobody's really there's a, you know like three hundred people I think can show up for Cavs games right now. Oh really? Wow. Tickets are like fifteen bucks though. So I'm, I'm, oh really? Yeah, I'm gonna mask Dude, up I'll, and hit a Cavs game, bro. Like I. Dude, I'll come. I miss sports. Yeah, that's like uh, Oriole tickets. Like going to sport. Like I love going to basketball games. So I'm, I'm I think to do that as this year with, as possible. I think this year with baseball, they'll be able to do games with fans because you know NFL did it even during the winter. Yeah, I, th- I think like baseball that, will but... definitely be. Uh, once the NFL did, it was kind of like outside. Will definitely find ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And now the basketball is letting you know their limited capacity. And I don't know. I'm just hoping they'll just like figure shit out more and more. And, I don't know. I'm not in charge of any of that stuff, dude. I'm just kind of rolling <laughs> that, well. Yeah, that's why we are not people that are uh, – that's way above our pay grade. Um, just a couple more things here, and then I'll uh, we'll get you out of here. Um, did you ever watch Dinosaurs, or was that too, too before your time? I like the sitcom, man? Yeah. On ABC and shit? Yeah, dude. I was like a little kid, but I love dinosaurs. Dude, I just – That goofy little baby dinosaur and I shit. I just got this T-shirt, the Not the, the, not the Mama T-shirt. <laughs> that's why I wore it, but I uh, I wore it because it's coming back to Disney Plus. They're bringing it back to Disney. That at, is awesome. At the end of January, that's great news. So yes, so that's fantastic. I can't Man, wait. I was excited. HBO just added Courage the Cowardly Dog. And that oh was yeah, a favorite of mine. Yes. It's such a messed up cartoon, oh, yeah. and <laughs> I don't know why it was a children's cartoon. And Jeez. I say that all the time, and yet I found myself. I'm like, oh, it's on HBO, so I put on Courage the Cowardly Dog for me and my two year old. <laughs> He's he just like sits down. And he's just like he seems as fascinated by that as the Wiggles. And like I'm hoping he doesn't have nightmares tonight because then I'm gonna feel like a bad dad. 
Well, I'll, I'll... It's, it's just colors and stuff to him now anyway. He doesn't understand fear or horror. I was old enough to be just like, I am terrified to be in the dark right now. And I'd watch it every night anyway because I loved it. it I, I feel like when I was super little and Fraggle Rock came on, it scared me. Like they had some scary things. That was like the Jim Henson thing, but it was like a darker mm-hmm. Muppets. Oh, okay. It was creepy, but um, kind of like the Dark Crystal or whatever. So yeah. I just got um my first guitar ever. You're a guitarist. My first guitar ever was a Squire, a Fender Squire, but it was a pretty nice one, and it sounded great, man. It played well. It was like black and and like had a black, white marble, and then had like gold fixtures on it. And Ooh, I told myself, black that, and gold's always fresh. Oh, dude, yeah, I love it. I need to uh. When I uh, when I had to sell it when I was a teen, I was super upset. But I told myself if I ever had the chance, I would buy a real American Fender. So I finally just got. Um, oh man, those American-made fenders, fenders are nice, dude. <laughs> it was worth every penny, man. I mean, it's it it's worth yeah, it's worth every penny, and it's HSS, so it's a humbucker single single. So it rocks Ooh. out too. It sounds great, and you just flip up the switch, and it switches, so you can go to single. And you have like, a humbucker on there, like that's that is a. Got to be a great guitar, man. Those, I, if I'd ever get myself a Fender, I'd have to get an American-made one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had this really cool, like, I don't know, a buddy of my neighbors had like this. It was like a Fender acoustic guitar, but you could had a bunch of different like digital settings on it or something. The, oh, wow. How far they've come with digital stuff is just mind blowing. It really is crazy. I didn't. If I had some of this shit when I was younger, dude, I'd be famous. Like I would have been making <laughs> rocking out tunes, like instead of having to press record and play and then like record our shit on a tape. One of the, when I was in a band, one of the first things we were handing out in high school, I think, was tapes. I was, like, giving out tapes to all these kids with our songs on it. So I'm like, damn, if I only had this. Now I can do everything. Yeah. You can do a, You can record a song in a day if you really wanted to, you know? Oh, yeah. that's. I mean, I'll stay up all night and record a song that's no good, but it'll you know, just, yeah. like, hone in but my... you can do it. Hone in my chops and just, like, all right, let's practice making a drum beat practice coming up with the bass line that you can put the midi keys in there and then you can go in and be like ah, i don't want to fucking let's you be lazy which is not a great thing sometimes yeah. but it is like the capabilities we have so much to it, if you aren't using it to be lazy and you're using it to streamline what the hell you're trying to do so you're not wasting a bunch of time nitpicking something is that's beneficial for sure uh and, you know i'm getting way too involved in the midi key part of what we were talking about but no. having all that stuff like a studio on your laptop like that is just mm-hmm. like it's great that's awesome yeah. it's crazy i love it and uh but i bring that up because uh what what what's your favorite guitar that you own um right now it is my sitting right over here on oh, it's uh, a dean thoroughbred is mm. what they're called and i was playing dnml's like the dime bag style guitar forever and uh, i just want something that's like more versatile in the studio and like had a little more classic look like just like fit what we're doing yeah uh musically a little more than like the nice. crazy space yeah. metal guitar but uh that's nice. yeah it's like it's like the dean guitars version of a les paul mm-hmm. and i love it because it has a uh, floyd rose so i can do like all my crazy whammy bar shit mm-hmm. and, oh wow yeah it's so like in the studio it's so versatile and you can get so many tones out of just playing with the knobs and you put this thing through a Kemper and it's like, I have the world at my fingertips, man. I love it. Yeah. That's the next thing. I got two just like this. I got like just identical thoroughbreds. I got one and I was just like, yeah, send me another one. (laughs) If I break a string, I don't want to play a different guitar now. I want to play this guitar still. So yeah, I just got two of these to 
roll with on stage. So if I do end up popping a string, I can just pick up the other one just That's right where I left uh, off. Same exact guitar. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I have, it's got a satin neck on the back too, man. See, that's what mine has. Like, it's satin, both the neck yeah, and crazy. the uh, thing, and it's so it's so. It, I I'm not a I'm there's much better guitarists than me out there, but it really helps, especially with mine. I wasn't with sure how I was gonna like it. Yeah. I was it was new to me, and I was like, all right, let's try this guitar out. Like this is, I think this is everything I want. Let's send me one of these bitches. Yeah, and I as soon as I touched the satin neck, I was like, you know, I was on the fence wondering whether or not i'd like this and now i don't want not want it you know i want every guitar i ever have to have a set neck like this yeah i remember uh, uh when i was a kid a guitar i got um it was so uh like glossy i sanded it like that my neck was like <coughs> I, I sanded it and it just made it so much smooth and buttery and um i felt bad while i was like should i really sand it because my body was like yeah you should try and sand it it'll be smoother um and uh, I did it, and I was like, this is so weird. But when I finally sanded the whole neck, I was like, this is great. And it was just it was good. So this is my other one. This is my axe. This is the one I, like, fucking rock out on. Uh, it's, an I- yeah. it's an Ibanez, and it's one of my favorite. I've had it since I was a teen. It's one of my favorite guitars. It sounds so good, and I got a guy that's going to clean it up and put new uh, pickups and stuff in it. Hell, yeah. That's awesome. And then last thing I got here, um, do you, I know you have tattoos. Do you have any that you regret? No, I can't say that I do. Good I have man. some interesting tattoos, but yeah. I don't regret a single one of them. Yeah, same. I'm very lucky that I was never impatient or like, uh, like tried to force anything. It's always come naturally. I just got my right hand man done. So I have like a little stick figure on my right hand. So nice. it's, it's like my right hand, man. That's probably the goofiest <laughs> one. I, that's probably the goofiest one I have. And then I'm working on, uh, oh, no one's going to be able to see this. I don't even know why I'm trying to show this, but on the bottom, it's a pyramid, an Aztec pyramid. And then I oh, got sick. And then I got my turtle and the ocean. So I'm doing like jungle, ocean, pyramid, desert, you know, kind of getting all the different, uh, things on my arm. Yeah. The ecosystems and stuff. Well, shit, dude. I had a lot of fun, man, and you're one of my favorite people. We don't always get to talk uh, just because of how crazy things have been, but uh, really it appreciate you. It was good getting to sit and chat. And yeah. Bullshit. Nerd out for a little while. Yeah. Talk about alien shit, pyramids. It was a, it was a good way to spend the night, man. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, dude. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime, please, and then next time you guys are in, uh, in town or something, you got to come in studio and really get the full vibe here. Yeah, whenever uh, whenever they give give the go-ahead for people to start going and playing music everywhere again, you know, we'll be the first people out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, just hopefully. waiting wait, waiting for whatever we do. You know, it's just follow the rules. I'm just, yeah. wherever I am, I'm just going to follow the rules, and yep. I'm not trying to try not to think about it too much because yeah. if I try to think about it too much, my head's going to explode because yeah. everybody contradicts everything. And yep. it's just like there's no way of knowing, like, Nothing about anything in my life makes sense, including the COVID. So I'm just like, if I think about it too much, my head will explode and I'll lose my mind. So I'm just like, I'm going to follow the rules, do my best not to piss anybody off, do my best to not get sick, and just tell me when I can go play my guitar for people again. Hell yeah. Well, be safe, man. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Definitely. You guys have a great night. Thanks for having me on. I had a great night. Of course. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, night, guys.